and I recommend getting into ChatGPT and you can have a conversation with it. So I'm going to start and I'm going to say, hey, ChatGPT, I-, I like to talk to it conversationally. You obviously do not need to do that. I'll be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> um, but hey, uh, say, give me a blog post. Literally, <laughs> yeah, John, you, please. <laughs> you have seen my log on ChatGPT. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll log on. Hey, friend, give me a blog post of 300 plus words explaining uh, engagement session that I had with Blake and John and it was super fun. We had awesome weather and it was at Boom Island Park. And it'll go boom, 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 and it'll populate a 300 block, 300 word blog post. Now, don't stop there. The key with these tools is to probe and to give them more information and to just go deeper and deeper with it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. I'm here to help you grow your business, build community, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Every week I bring in other photographers, creative entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents that we will follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each interview is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. Let's talk about AI. The good, the bad, the artificially ugly. Now you've probably heard of AI, artificial intelligence, but today my guests, Cameron and Tia Goff, are taking us on a ride deep into the AI world to show us some of the ways that we can use AI in our businesses. Let me tell you, I took a lot of notes and thankfully they have a resource for us, uh, which is linked in the show notes as well. Um, so you can go there and explore all of these different platforms that we talk about and more that we just could not fit into an hour. Uh, we would have been here for like four hours talking about all this stuff, but it is so much that you can use in your business. A lot of things that I did not know about and uh, a lot of things that I'm sure you will learn today as well. My guests, Cameron and Tia, are a husband and wife wedding photographer team, and they teach others how to create flexibility and freedom in their businesses. Spoiler, you can achieve that with the help of AI. There's a lot for you in the show notes today, um, as well as that resource that I mentioned, um, which is also linked in the show notes for you. So let's get into my conversation with Cameron and Tia. Cam, Tia, welcome to the show. I am very excited to chat with y'all. Um, I'm very excited to talk about AI and all of the things. Uh, I know that y'all have so much packed in for today's episode. Just from talking to y'all before we started recording, I'm like, this is going to be so much. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, We're pumped. give, uh, I am pumped too. give the, the listeners a little, uh, background for y'all where you're based, what you do, all of the things. Yes. Thank you, John. We're so excited to be here. So we're Cameron and Tia. We met in second grade and we went to school together all growing up. So we knew each other all throughout there and then finally started dating the end of our senior year of high school. So we're barely high school sweethearts. We make it a thing. We rep it, make it a deal. Um, and then post-college, Cam was into photography. He had a camera. I was just dating him at the time. And I was like, hey, <laughs> make this a business. How about we like get an email address, get a logo? Seemingly elementary things, but I was pumped about them. You guys, I had no interest in photography. I was not photographing. I was just like, let's make this a business. And <laughs> did I have a partner? I, yeah, I forced myself into that. <laughs> and so we photographed high school seniors only so part-time you guys. And I'm not talking about like, I feel like there are a lot of photographers that start with seniors. That's low hanging fruit. And then they're like, I'm doing seniors to get somewhere else. Mm. We were not at the time we had our own careers. We were just doing our own thing. And then we got engaged and we fell in love with the wedding world. We just, we love love. I know people hate when people (laughs) say that, but it's us. Like we get pumped about it. And so we were like, let's try to dip our toes in the water. Let's book three to five weddings. That seems like a good goal. Cam was actually in his last year of law school. So three to five weddings was very reasonable. And we found out really quickly we are not dip our toes in the water kind of people. We are dive head freaking first. Like we just go and jump and build wings while going down. And we ended up booking 18 weddings with zero portfolio. We had never second shot. We, You guys – 
we didn't even have couples images. It was, <laughs> I cannot believe it. Um, but from there, it snowballed. We um, shot 32 weddings our second year. We both left our full-time jobs. Cam only worked as an attorney for 11 months in yep. there. And then we just went full out. And so um, Cam and I primarily photograph weddings. We also do education through online courses. We have a shop full of templates and guides. And we do coaching for other photographers. And we're based in snowy, freaking cold Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> is it still? So that is us. Is it still snowy for y'all right now? Oh, John, we have about three feet of snow piled oh, up in our man. front yard. Wow. It's just like stuck there. I mean, we've had some, <laughs> I'm going to say, quote unquote, warmer days. Uh-huh. It's like 36 and we're like, oh, it's feeling springy. Yeah. We'll walk around without a coat. But <laughs> the snow is still there and will be there for a Uh bit i think oh wow yeah that's i guess that makes sense it's it is still technically winter um or wait is today the first day of spring i think today is the first day (gasps) yay chills because you have three feet of snow (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, okay i love that story like how y'all got started and everything and i love like what you said uh tia about how y'all weren't doing senior portraits just to like i want to get into weddings because that's where the money is or yeah. i want to you know work to get my way to this it was like we love seniors and this is where we're at right now and yeah i feel like that kind of like mirrored where y'all were in life of like before y'all got engaged you were very focused on seniors and taking those photos which was very similar to uh where you where you are and then got mm-hmm. engaged and was like now our life is weddings so yep. <laughs> wedding yep. planning and all that getting into that how uh, for for someone i i also uh booked weddings without a portfolio never second shot um i have now but like for the first like five years i never second shot and booked people how did you how do you think you like gained people's trust to hire you for a really important day of their life whenever uh you know if they were like show us uh your wedding work and you're like we don't have any but Yep. We will take great photos. Uh Like, how did you like build that trust for them? Yeah. So it was really unique in that Cam and I were kind of romantics, and we obviously knew that second shooting is a great route. So anyone listening here who's building up a portfolio, (laughs) that's a really easy way to follow a traditional pathway. And it's a great way to get a whole lot of experience and a portfolio. (laughs) We were like, which one of us would second shoot? Why would we go off with a different wedding and a different wedding when we could shoot one wedding together? Like, oh, we just felt romantic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam called us stubborn about it recently, <laughs> which, yeah, that, that was the vibe too. So we were like, let's just go balls to the walls. Let's yeah. go hard and let's figure this out. Um, there are two things that got us trust built and just inquiries. The first is not, again, a strategy that I typically recommend, but I think it's a really unique case study in, hey, figure out what works for you. Figure out somewhere you can get traction and go hard in that. Put all mm. your eggs in that basket or two-thirds of your eggs in that basket. We did Facebook group posts, and I got really good at it. We were very cheap, so that is a huge selling point there. <laughs> but um, we, I would get really intense about Facebook posts, and I would see everyone commenting, me, 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 me with websites listed and websites listed. And instead, I would make a GIF that had some photos that were not wedding photos again because we didn't have any, but they'd, you know, flip through. So it'd kind of like stop their scroll mm-hmm. of like, whoa, here's a big photo. I would have all kinds of personal connections. I'd go on their Facebook. I'd get a little stalkery and I'd be like, oh, we have mutual friends. Oh, we went to the same college. Oh, I know this person that knows this person. I'd have that in the comments there so that we were just standing out because I think Facebook groups is one of those things where Again, not a super powerful strategy in most cases, but it's just you just need to disrupt a scroll. You just need to stand out in some way. And so we were doing Facebook groups. And I think another piece was our consults. We got really intentional about powerful consultations that where we could go in and we could wow people with the things that we did have, which was organization. We had put a ton of time and energy into figuring out a great (laughs) client experience when we didn't have clients, when we had not shot a wedding. (laughs) And I think personality. Yeah. personality was a big piece do you want to talk on that at all um yeah i mean also in addition to personality i just felt like in general we were so intentional like we knew it was going to be hard and mm-hmm. people were going to have to find a way to trust us and the, i think one 
big way that we did that was we laid everything out beforehand. Before our very first consult, we knew exactly what we were going to say, how we were going to sell ourselves and everything. And yeah, we were just intentional. We laid everything out Mm -hmm. so that when it came time to do that meeting, they knew they saw us as someone with experience, even though we couldn't actually show that experience. Yeah. Yeah. We brought enthusiasm. We just like tried to pack a punch as much as possible. And I think that that's a testament to a lot of people will go into a consultation, not yet knowing their client workflow or knowing parts and pieces of it. Uh And that shows through to a client. They don't know what they're looking for. They don't know like, Oh, you're missing this, but they know that you're not sure about it. And I think that that is just automatically yellow flag, red flag, whatever that is for a client. Yeah. Yeah, I think that preparation is so key. And there have been times even recently where I've gone into a consultation and I am not in a good headspace or something and I can just feel yeah. something is off. Like I am not I'm I'm not I'm not bringing the enthusiasm. I am not like my normal self. And I'm like I'm probably not going to book this one because of how I went into this or like coming off of uh, I, I always try and set at least 10 minutes or so before any discovery call consultation where I can get into the headspace of this is who I'm talking to do a little bit of research. I am a huge yeah. fan of uh, social uh-huh. media stalking and like oh, so I get an inquiry <laughs> and I'm just like, let me look them up. <laughs> what, are, oh, what do the faces look like? Do you look like fun people? You know, is this going to be, yes, you know, I have no shame. Yeah. Me neither. And uh, <laughs> I just have to be careful and not like be like, Oh, your dog. Like, and it's like, start talking about things that they have not shared with me. <laughs> uh, I promise I'm not, I'm not stalking you. Um, but yeah, I think that's a a great piece of advice for, um, for newer photographers kind of getting into it, whatever genre you you're getting into is, um, prepare before you ever have any clients and, you know, figure out how do you want your client experience to be? How do you want them to feel? And what do you need to do to provide that? And then even write that out. I still have, Oh, Nope, I don't anymore. Okay. I used to have a list of questions that I asked during a client consultation because I wanted to make sure that I hit on those five questions Mm -hmm. in those 15 minutes. And, uh, now I guess it's second nature. I don't have to look over at the list anymore, but like that was very important so that I wasn't just like, so how'd you get engaged? And that's it. I don't know. Small talk. And, uh, and then let me talk about my prices and what I can do for you. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. And not to go down a full consultation rabbit hole, but (laughs) applying the preparation piece, like obviously putting together client workflow is at the beginning. You need to do this and it needs to not Mm. have holes and it needs to feel seamless. But leveling that up as you become more experienced in consultations, I think you need to even evaluate like what you're saying, how you want them to feel, how you feel, how you're prepared going into it. And then like who has the power during what part? When are you asking questions? When are you receiving questions? When are you leading them through an experience? And when are you letting them lead you through their lives and things like that become then the next level of that preparation piece of just taking it up, taking it up of where's the power and who's taking control of this consultation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that's so good. Okay. I love it. I love that tangent that we just went off on. I love a tangent. Someone needs that. Someone listening is just like, yeah, I didn't know that I Uh needed that, but I needed to implement that. So, okay. To, to come, come back from the tangent, AI um, yes. I, I know this has been a, a pretty hot topic. A lot of people have been talking about it and how mm-hmm. uh, yep. I've been hearing a lot of like AI is going to take our jobs and all those kinds of things. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe that. I'm sure that's, you know, y'all are shaking your heads too. Um, you don't believe no. that, but like, <laughs> nope. could y'all give a little like description of like what even AI is, how, like, what are some ways that we can incorporate that and be early adopters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Take us away, Cam. Oh, <laughs> I mean, so AI, like on a fundamental level, is a piece of software that is mimicking like a human intelligence. A lot of like the big things we're seeing now with like a chat GPT type thing, mm-hmm. it's called a natural language AI. So it's it's literally trying to mimic the way humans talk to each other. So when you're interacting with a piece of software, it feels like you're interacting with maybe a person of some sort. Yeah. Um, basically, AI 
is a tool we can use like to better ourselves and our businesses. It's a way to up level to make things more efficient, easier, faster, better in some fundamental way. Mm-hmm. And I was initially the resistant person. <laughs> yes. I was like, Kim, this has nothing to do with me. I don't want to kind of take two steps backwards to now I know take two steps backwards to take five steps forward. Mm. But I didn't want to pause and start researching AI, start playing with tools when Cam was encouraging me. Tell them about yeah, all well, that. Like also, you're just like <laughs> some new tech things I am very excited about. Like anytime I can get my hands on some new sort of tech or anything like that, I get fired up. Yep. Tia gets a little scared. Yes. Just by default. And that just, I mean, that's, that's my nature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's my personality um, type. But I start like going through our daily routine, our house, things we have. Like anytime she asks Siri to set a timer for her or when we're driving our car and she has it, does autopilot to stay in the lane or when she just asks Google for navigation routes to get to the place that we're going. Like she is using AI in her life every single day in all of these little ways Mm -hmm. that she's actually now grown to just completely rely on and like fully trust but like that still is a little piece of ai it's very tailored it's very small but it is ai and so now all we're doing is thinking on a bigger scale like what Mm -hmm. how that can apply to our business i did not realize that our entire life literally surrounding me i look around right now and i'm like ai 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 our shades we say like we can tell them good night and our shades will all go down they rise at a sunset or at sunrise time like literally i look around my our house right now and i'm like ai is surrounding me everywhere so why would i not embrace it right now um the piece about replacing people's jobs i just we um there are two ladies duo collective they have a podcast called duo on air Mm -hmm. and abby told us we were chatting with her and abby was like you know what? It's almost the reverse. And I had this huge mindset shift because she's like, eventually there will be positions that are like AI managers. This will be creating jobs because people will be, we'll have an AI manager on our team who is literally facilitating how our marketing is going through AI, how we're creating AI content and copy. And I was like, girl, what? I did not even think about that. In reality too, it's not like AI is replacing a creative entrepreneur. It's creative entrepreneurs who use AI are going to replace creative entrepreneurs who don't. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of us, uh, like we've grown up with all of these AI apocalyptic movies, you Uh know, like, like AI. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Or, or iRobot or something like that, where it's like, well, this is just the next step. And then they're going right. to, you know, if they can create artwork, what's, what's next? They're going to start, you know, taking yeah. over the cities. And um, yep. yeah, I, I think that that can be uh, an initial response uh, for a lot of people. Right. And, and for me, Definitely. I was like, I'm not going to use AI. Like, what am I going to use AI for? And yeah, Cam, like you, you're talking about like uh, with like Siri and uh, Alexa and like Google yeah. home and like all of these things um, as well as smart cars and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. so many smart appliances in the house now. Mm-hmm. It's exactly, like, yeah. there's a lot of AI uh-huh. already in our lives that we just kind of have already adopted even on yeah. our yes. on our phones uh-huh. we have yeah, AI using in face there. id to unlock your phone exactly yeah. yeah like that's stuff that it's just we've uh it's it's second nature now it's been around for a little right. bit we don't think of it as artificial intelligence it's well yeah that's just how i unlock my phone that's security right. yeah. it's uh-huh. you know whatever yeah. uh but yeah i think i think that's a really good like for anyone who is skeptical of ai hearing that is like it's already around you. Like we, we're already <laughs> living with a lot of AI. I remember the movie Smart House. Did y'all ever watch that? Yep. Like the, oh, yeah. Yeah. the uh-huh. Disney Channel. Wait, um, Disney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I remember watching that as a kid and just being like, that would be insane. Yes, and yep. now it's like almost everything in that Smart House is yeah. stuff that uh-huh. you can have today. Um, yes. So, yeah. I need to rewatch. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I saw he the the guy, the kid in that movie. I don't remember his name, but he was in a lot of Disney Channel movies around that time, like Luck of the Irish and stuff. And uh, he was in a commercial recently. And, uh, and it was something about AI and like smart technology. And I was like... I see what you're doing there. Getting our nostalgic uh, millennials and (laughs) (laughs) elder Gen Z's over there. Yes. Uh. 
Hey, y'all, quick break to share with you about something new that I put together on the new website, podcast.allheartphoto.com, which has all the show notes from today's episode as well as many others. But you know, I am here to help you build your business and create the lifestyle you always dreamed of. And with that comes some resources that I have found very helpful for me building my business and also some resources that I put together, some guides and email templates and things like that, that I think would be really helpful for you. So if you want to go check that out, head over to podcast.com. Just that podcast.com. That's the whole thing. Head over to podcast.allheartphoto.com slash resources. You can also go check out podcast.com if you want to. I've never been there. Let's give it a shot. Check them out too. Free ad for you, podcast.com. Now back to the show. You know, you talked about how we can, you know, it's not really that AI is taking over and doing our jobs, but how we can Mm -hmm. start using and incorporating Mm -hmm. AI into our businesses. What are some ways that we could do that? Yes. Okay. So goal here is that we want to give you guys a ton of ideas, a ton of ideas to get in and see some applications for you guys' actual business today. So we're going to walk through a bunch of tools. But first, the umbrella of this is we really want to promote you to just promote just trying these, just starting to figure mm-hmm. out and just like getting curious yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, Cam loves curiosity. He just absolutely goes crazy for it. Tell them a little bit about that. <laughs> so. I mean, part of my personality is also I may be procrastinate a bit or I get distracted sometimes while I'm working. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes I'll be working on a big project and halfway through I'm thinking, wow, you know, there's probably a better way to do this out there somewhere, like some sort of tool or software or something that can make this a little easier. And maybe I should just spend an hour instead of working <laughs> researching, yeah. you know, Seeing like if that, it's that out there, productive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sir, what? Come on. Like <laughs> we have this nicely laid out batch yep. working uh-huh. schedule and it's how we operate together when we're on podcasts, when we're taking yep. consults. And yep. I'm like, this has nothing to do with it. Yes. So now obviously we've incorporated that into the batch work. So now I have a day of the week that I have dedicated to researching. So when I'm in the middle of that big project and I start thinking, I bet there's something else out there. I'll just write it down. And I know on Fridays, I have my curiosity hour. I can do my research. I can see what's out there. And just like let my mind go where it wants to go. And like Mm -hmm. just have fun like seeing what else new is out there. How I could do my job better or I could have more fun in my job. Like just little things like that that allow me to explore. And the great thing about it is for any fellow procrastinators out there or any people that even have a link inkling of like, Oh shoot, I want to figure this out, but I don't have time to figure it out right now. I need to keep making forward progress. He knows that he can jot that down on a post-it quick and he's coming back to it on Friday. So anytime that his mind starts wandering to that, Mm. he knows that he has the time because I know how it can feel. Even when I felt resistant about AI of like, Oh, I don't want to step backwards when I could be making forward progress, when I could be responding to clients. And I don't even know if this is going to be fruitful to take steps backwards. And so I think it works really well for that mindset shift of I know there's the time for that. So that's where I'm going to allocate all those resources. Yeah. So that said, get curious. Yes. Figure it all out. I love that. And I, I love that designated time because whenever you have designated time to do something, you're more intentional about it. And it's not like in the back of your mind. Like if I'm in the middle of doing Mm -hmm. something and I'm like, oh, I should look up this. And, you know, I go down rabbit holes all the time where especially with like if I have an upcoming uh, trip or something, I'm like, oh, I should probably book that flight. Uh Let me see what the flights are. (laughs) And then I just like get on there and I'm looking at all the flights and looking at hotels and and all this. And then an hour goes past. I'm like, Uh well, I didn't purchase anything because it said that the price was a little (laughs) bit high right now. And instead could even just like jot that down real quick, put it to the side and have some designated time later to go through these post-its of just like miscellaneous tasks that are, just going to pull you out of that. uh, Like whenever you're in that really good cycle where it's just like you're locked in and you're working and it's just like, I feel like I can just do everything and you're just working and everything else is gone. But then that one thing pulls you out and then you try and get back in. It's like, Uh I'm bored. I don't want to do this anymore. I (laughs) need a snack. I need to get up. Uh And it pulls you out of that creative uh, 
like flow. Right. Uh, so flow state. Yeah, the yes. flow state. So I love that having designated time for curiosity and designated time to mm-hmm. to go Google stuff and search on TikTok for yep. these different things. And yeah. instead of just like, I'm going to do that now uh, and then coming back and not getting your work done. Uh, so yes, or that. the reverse. Yeah. Today, if we go through a bunch of tools uh-huh. and then you're like, okay, cool. What am I going to do with this? There needs to be time allocated yeah. for you to start implementing these. Yes. Otherwise you hear this on a podcast and I do this often on a podcast. I listen on drives. I listen in the shower. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately I'm not taking action because I'm not putting those into a to-do list, into my asana of, Hey, this needs to be on my Friday during mm-hmm. my cur- curiosity hour. So that's when all the listeners are listening today of like, Oh, my gosh, this is so much. How am I going to implement this in my business? How am I going to even explore the tool? Put that in a compartment. Put that in that time frame so that you can actually start getting into these tools. Okay. So, sorry, I took a side note. I did yeah, not answer did. what no, tools we not. were doing. No, but now, that's well, good. I'm going to some tools. No, that was so important. Like, I am definitely <laughs> taking that. I am going to have my yes. curiosity hour every week because um, I feel like I can even do that. You know, I've got three kids. There's only certain hours that I can right. work from home being the primary yes. parent. Mm-hmm. And right. I do not need to be filling that with, uh, you know, curiosity and searching online. But I can I can sit there while they're coloring or playing in the backyard. Yes. And mm-hmm. I can sit there while I'm pushing them on a swing or something and just have that curiosity hour. Uh, so definitely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Definitely. I awesome. love it. Me too. <laughs> Tangent. Tangents all over. (laughs) So tools. Tools. (laughs) Okay. So first and foremost, ChatGPT. Um, I currently think ChatGPT is where it's at. The biggest reason being is that it is currently not behind a paywall. So a lot of these tools will have a paywall at some tier or will likely in the future have a paywall. They're just too powerful not to have something coming down the road. Too expensive to run, honestly. Yes. So ChatGPT, the biggest thing is right now, um, if you go to ChatGPT, it will often say that you cannot get in. It's at capacity. Mm -hmm. What we recommend there is literally refreshing. And this sounds so dumb, but Cam told me (laughs) and I like went on ChatGPT and I'm like, hold up. What is happening here? It's at capacity. I thought that meant that I would not be able to get into the application until... Mm -hmm. I don't know, someone tapped out or something. Um, But in a lot of times, yeah, it will work when you refresh or when you X out. Um, You can literally now go to AI.com and your... Sorry, what'd you say? They just they bought. Yeah, AI. they bought AI.com. That's okay. how powerful it's getting, y'all. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of times they'll get access. Yes. So here's okay. what I recommend. With a lot of these tools we're gonna talk about, ideation and first drafts are where it's at. Mm. Um I would even go so crazy to say sometimes I am getting final drafts from chat GPT. So what I recommend is the way that we can apply this is blog posts. For example, John's putting out a podcast. He needs show notes. He maybe has a blog post that goes with it. He has descriptions that go in the podcast. Um, For photographers listening, you have, you know, your client blog posts. You might have tips about engagement session locations. You might have things about what to wear on an engagement session, how to plan your timeline, how to do sunset photos, anything like that. And I recommend getting into ChatGPT and you can have a conversation with it. So I'm going to start and I'm going to say, hey, ChatGPT, I I like to talk to it conversationally. You obviously do not need to do that. I'll be like, hey, what's up? Um, But uh, say, give me a blog post. Literally, (laughs) John, (laughs) you have seen my log on ChatGPT. So (laughs) I'll log on. Hey, friend, give me a blog post of three hundred plus words explaining uh engagement session that I had with Blake and John and it was super fun. We had awesome weather and it was at Boom Island Park. And it'll go boom 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 and it'll populate a 300 block 300 word blog post. Now, don't stop there. The key with these tools is to probe and to give them more information and to just go deeper and deeper with it. So they're all then say, okay, well, can you give it to me in more of a fun, flirty, joyful tone, which is our brand? Mm -hmm. And then it'll give me, you know, it'll add that all on there. It'll redo it. And then I'll say, okay. Can you add a paragraph about this specific thing that happened? So maybe they bought their, they brought their dog Frito and Frito was like running around like crazy and I want to add that in their blog post. And I'll just continue probing and probing and probing until it produces something that I love. Yeah. Okay. I think also like 
in the same sense of probing. Like you need to prompt it like crazy. Like you need yes. to tell it exactly Ugh. what you want it to do. And sometimes like that does take a lot of work. But as you get like a little more curious, as you start like exploring the software, finding its limitations, that you start learning exactly the things you need to tell it to do to produce the results that you want. Mm-hmm. And so the reverse of that, so there's our like first draft. There's mm-hmm. it just like creating content for us. I will also use it for ideation. And I think this is way powerful. So those that don't have a partner in their business, which is going to be a lot of us that are solopreneurs, oh, yeah. you're going at this alone. ChatGBT, it becomes your friend and it will give you so much ideation content. And again, it might not give you a winner, but it's going to give you a list of like, let's say I'm creating a, we do YouTube weekly. So I'm creating a YouTube and I need a title. I'm going to just input the paragraph description, or I'm going to maybe input my script if I had bullet points, anything like that. And I'm going to say, give me 10 titles that have a let's say, super funny tone to them. I want some puns in there. Make sure that it's super clickable and will generate a ton of traffic for me. ChatGPT is then able to, you know, scrape the entire internet Uh and it's able to produce 10 titles for me. I might not love them. I'm, I'm gonna. I do a lot of punny stuff on ChatGPT because I think that kind of aligns with parts of our brand. Some of the puns are god awful. They're so oh bad. But would I have thought of those? No. And so it's allowing me to then piece together like, oh, the beginning of this title and the end of this. I love that. Let's just put those together. Perfect. There's my title. It's clickable. It knows that it's gonna get some high traffic. It's maybe a little clickbaity. I'm feeling it. I'm into it. And um. It's just really helping us generate and being that partner or third party in so many ways. Um, what's that Tom thing? Um, yes, I heard this. I, I can't remember from who, but they said AI is basically it's a Tom. It's a totally obedient moron. So <laughs> they will do exactly what you ask them to do, yeah. but they have no idea what they're actually doing. So th- and that gets back to the prompting. Like you need mm. to like mm-hmm. sit down and spell out exactly like this title is going to be talking about this type of video yeah. it needs to be clickable it needs these things like so you, like you need to have sometimes like a full paragraph prompt just to tell it what you want to do but the more specific you can get the more tailored the better the result will be mm-hmm. yeah along that you can also tell them what you want them to be which i've had seen great yeah. success with so i'll tell them it i don't know i'm unsure <laughs> i'll tell my friend yeah. chat, G- chat gpt and i'll be like um you are a experienced photographer that shoots fine art film and you've been shooting for 10 years. Now, write me a blog post on blah, 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 blah. And then it knows what it's searching and it knows what to kind of grab and scrape yeah. the internet for mm. to act as that. And I see as a lot of success in like giving it a persona. Um, with us, we're creating new products for photographers and I'm able to tell them what they're acting as. It can give me a title for a product. It can give me the sales copy. It can give me bullet points um, to put on a description on Shopify. All the things I just need to really treat it as though it's a Tom and give it as much information to act as something to really spit out those results that are going to be super powerful for us yeah. yeah and beyond all that too it can also do little things like it can write like little snippets of like code for you which is just insane we recently released a product it was like a, it's a timeline wizard you enter in your sunset time and it like calculate your whole timeline for you and yes. you can do these overrides and all this stuff it's really cool but i got like maybe like 96 percent of the way there and i'm like this is so good but there are these use cases very rare but there are use cases that are there that just doesn't quite work with this how can I get this to work? I've, I Googled for like a month trying to figure it out. Eventually, like when we start getting a chat GPT, I started asking it, like, how would you program Excel to do these things? And then I got more specific and more specific and more specific. And eventually it gave me literally lines of code. It gave me macros. It gave me lines of code that I could just add and literally copy and paste. Yeah. And I tweaked maybe like one line, but otherwise nice. perfect fit. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you have a, uh, like a mentor or someone who is proficient in whatever you're asking for, but they don't actually know what you're asking for yet. Yep. It's like you have yep. like a uh, line mm-hmm. of different people and you're just like asking someone, you know, uh, my, my door is creaking. What do I need to fix this? And they're like, yes, I don't know. Yes. I'm a coder, but let me talk to all of these people. And then you finally get to the right uh-huh. one. And then you can like narrow it down, give more descriptions and all of that to really define, like, you know, going to the doctor or something. You've got your, your primary physician is just like, 
I don't know, you're sick, whatever. And that's how my doctor talks, mm-hmm. apparently. And <laughs> I don't know, you're sick. <laughs> and, and then uh, you have your specialists. And like, I feel like giving, uh, like your initial, from what I'm hearing from y'all, your initial um, uh, interaction and like, hey, friend, hey, chat, um, hey, Tom, uh, here's what I'm looking <laughs> for. And then it is just like, here's stuff. And then you can be like, cool, here's a little bit more description of what it is. And almost like kind of going back and forth with them, figuring out what exactly the end product is going to be instead of just like, uh, I, I can see a lot of people just going there and being like, hey, give me, you know, 10 podcast topics that photographers would like. And then you get that and you're like, yeah. eh, this is fine, but it's not anything uh-huh. that I wouldn't have come up with. So then you leave it, but yep. like diving deeper and asking those follow-up questions and really defining what it is you're looking for. Um, which I know for me, like that would, I would probably come to what I'm looking for by having that conversation with chat DBT where I'm like, I don't actually know where I'm going with this. But this is where I'm starting. And then through the back and forth, I'm finding, oh, this would actually be a really helpful, you know, uh, product for photographers. So Uh thanks, thanks, Chad GBT. I wouldn't have like, it would have taken me a long time to figure this out on my own, but you can just like bounce it off of someone who has uh, the entire internet at their fingertips um, or Uh whatever tips they do have. Uh, They're, they're, uh, they're ones and zeros um, to just scan through everything yeah. for you. So that's uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I love that analogy too, like the generalist versus specialist too, because mm. like not only is that great inside of chat GPT, mm. but like mm-hmm. outside it as well. Like you'll start learning as you like explore more with chat GPT. There are some things it can do really well. There are some things it's not so great at, but now there are all these, and like with this almost feels like, like a, rev- a revolution in AI yeah. that's coming. Oh, and it's yeah. like, all these new tools that are only designed to do this one little tiny thing, but do it so well. I feel like, I don't know, you have some other tools yeah. you want to talk about. And a lot of those are going like are start specialists. to become more tailored. And they are the specialists that once once ChatGPT can't quite do all these things or it's not quite getting your tone right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like these are the tools that. Yeah. So okay. I think ChatGPT is a great place for everyone to start yep. because – I love it because I can do everything on there. I can do, if I'm putting together a blog post, it can put together the blog post for me. It can put together my meta description. It can put together my title. It can put together my slug, everything. But like Cam was alluding to, there are a lot of specialists. Um, One thing that I think is going to be really great for your audience, John, is an app called Descript. And Descript is a video editing platform at its basis. But I'm going to explain a few applications of it. And what happens is I can create a video. And let's say I'm creating a video for my clients. So I I am wanting it to be an onboarding video and I just want to welcome them and I want to say, hey, awesome. I'm so excited. I want to make that personal touch point. We've had a console that went great, but now I want to take it to the next level. I don't want to just send them an email. So I make this onboarding video. I upload it into Descript and then Descript spits out an entire script. So it is insane. It's like translation properties are great. Mm. They are honestly phenomenal. You will have to edit a few things here and there, but it's phenomenal. But then what's amazing about Descript is it has the script side by side and I can literally highlight a sentence, press delete. It removes that from the video. I can toggle on, remove ums or remove pauses gets rid of them from the video. So it is editing side by side with the script. And then where that can be really powerful is a, obviously that makes editing videos so speedy saving time that you were alluding to. Oh my goodness. Like I cannot imagine just being able to look at the script um, and just being able to remove sentences, remove sentences. Um, I'm asking the transcript generation by itself is pretty handy. It's very handy. Um, Maybe you want to create short form video from that. You can actually do that on Descript. You can change, you can crop it to be a short form video. It has um, what's called dynamic text. So you see that in a lot of like podcasters that then put it on short, Uh put their podcast episodes on short form video. It does dynamic text for you. It has tons of fun options there. Um, Honestly, dynamic text is one of, I think, eight different options that it has that adds like blobs or different fonts or whatever that is to make it fun. So there's that application. Going back to the client application, I make this onboarding video and I would typically record an onboarding video for every client. I want that to be personalized. I want that to be a touch point. I want to say their name. I maybe want to reference something that like that we chatted this morning versus this afternoon. 
Instead in Descript, I can change words. So instead of saying, hey, Hannah, I can now say, hey, Blake, and I can replace it and have it be Blake, and it will use its AI properties to have me saying Blake. Now, can I do full sentences? No. It will get wonky. It can't have that capability right now. But things like swapping, thanks for the great consult this morning or this afternoon, I can just swap and I can add that personalized touch point over and over and over. I reuse that video every time. I'm not having to be camera ready, Uh do my hair, do my makeup, get my lighting, get my setup every single time I want an onboarding video. Mm -hmm. I record it once and I can just have that touch point over and over and over. And so when you start thinking about those um, potential for – unique touch points with your clients like that is astronomical i think yeah. that's so fun oh, yeah. yeah also even just like you make a little mistake when you record you do a whole two yes. minute take mm. straight to camera and you realize i just used the absolute wrong tense in the middle of this yep or i used the wrong word like that doesn't actually mean anything i just needed to say this word instead of that yep. yes and now i have to re-record the whole thing well no with this you just go in you find in the place of the transcript you delete and replace with the, the word you meant to say yep and then you're good to go. Exactly. So, so cool. Is this just like matching your tone and, and voice and changing the audio or does this change the video as well to where like if you say hi, Hannah, that's going to look differently than like it's going right. to look like you're like dubbing over if it's like Blake and your mouth is doing yes. Hannah. Uh, so it changes the video. I would say slightly. Like okay. I think when you start getting crazy, like <clears throat> if it was high Hannah and then you're going to high, you know, something long. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't even think of what that <laughs> Like Cameron Goff, my husband. Yeah. Like if you're trying to switch it to something like that, uh-huh. it's not going to work well for you. But little switches like good morning, good afternoon, easy, done. Yeah. It's and doing both the vi- your text, but more so it's doing the video. Yeah, for really, you. you're only going to find that if you are look like you know at this point it was changed let me like watch the lips and see and then maybe maybe you can tell okay so and even then like let's go down a hypothetical the client is looking for the name to be swapped because they're an ai specialist somewhere in their world Uh it still has the personal touch point they still know that you put the effort in to switch the name you know that's the far scope hypothetical regardless it it looks pretty good in most cases okay Cool. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. I was like, I, I would love to do right. that, but I don't want it to look like, you know, dubbing over from like, you know, uh, one of the like a, exactly. a Japanese like action film to yep. where they're just like all the the voice is not matching yes. the, uh-huh. the lips. Uh, so, OK, yeah. that's very cool. Um, yeah. And it's also like exactly. the first year of the product. Too. Right. So like, yeah. So it's only, it's gonna only get going better. to get better yeah. with time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Um, another fun one I want to tell you about is something called mini chat. And mini chat is basically an automated bot. Now freeze. Don't get stressed because it is an automated bot in your Instagram DMs, Facebook Messenger. It can also do SMS. And I know when I say like automated bot on Instagram, people are like, nah, I'm not into that. That You get like fake follower vibes and that kind of thing. But I think you're going to be really excited about this. What it is, is, and some people might have seen this, some large marketers are really using this like hard right now because I think it's very powerful and it has really fun implications. What happens is I post uh, Instagram Reel. And in the Instagram Reel, I tell all of my friends and followers, hey, comment, learn more. And then if they learn more, I'll be able to get them a guide that I was alluding to. And so from there, learn more, they comment it, I automatically pop up in their DMs and I'm able to put together this whole flow behind the scenes where I'm creating a really authentic feeling conversation. Mm. And so it automatically sends them, many chat sends them a um, question of me just chatting and I can personalize it with emojis, have it feel really native. And it says, hey, I'm so excited that you want this guide. What's your first name? They put their first name. I'm then able to say, awesome, this is so exciting. What's your email? They opt in for this freebie. And then I'm able to send them that directly. So it's not taking people outside of the platform. For example, like where people in this case might be opting in for a freebie. It's not taking them outside there. It's happening right in the DMs. Mm. A really applicable, I, I can see a lot of use cases for this, but a really applicable use case is answering frequently asked questions from your clients, from future clients. If you're someone who maybe sends an initial pricing guide or sends a booking link for consultations, if they're commenting a certain word, you can, or a certain word and all of its variations that you enter in many chat, you can get them that information right away. And one more thing to like 
I don't know, emphasize with the bot element of it. When we've been testing this out, what we find is this opens the door for so much more communication. It gets people things that they need. It gets things people things that they need right now. But then it allows us to be able to have these really organic conversations after that because we've already opened the door. We're able to say, okay, awesome. Do you have more questions? Or let's chat about that more. And so if you have future clients reaching out to get pricing or to get this booking calendar link, mm-hmm. you're able to then follow up with them. I mean, it could be automated through many chat or yeah. following up with them naturally. And it just has a lot of power to it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a whole basically welcome funnel yes. in our DMs yeah. that now they're also getting to know us a little bit better and feel like they're already talking with us. And so like that next step or like maybe that barrier to like actually reach out to us in DMs is already mm-hmm. broken. Exactly. So it's so much easier than to like see a thread and be like, oh, I already talked to them basically. So let me just continue this conversation. Absolutely. And it's powerful. You can yeah. have, like I was saying, text, emojis, but you can have voice memos. You can have videos that are all just in this flow. And you were alluding to this earlier, John. Mm-hmm. So I was so excited to tell you about mini chat <laughs> because um, I heard the founder talking about mini chat and they said, mini chat is basically your best employee ever. They don't take vacation. They are always on. Yep. They have instant replies. I'm like, oh, girl, I love that. Yeah. That it's just so powerful if you have this employee on your team now who is just getting after it. And I think we so often talk about inquiries with wedding clients of who answers at first is really powerful. Mm-hmm. But uh, work-life balance? Can we have like a life in between here? Right. Well, now Minichat can do that work for you. And so I think there's just some really fun, engaging stuff. Um, we, if our listen, if you guys as listeners are interested whatsoever, um, we have just like an example funnel where you guys can hop on over to at Cameron and Tia, our Instagram, and you can just DM us chat, C-H-A-T, and it'll just walk you through a sample so that you can get a feel for it. It has kind of all of the different types in there where you can see a voice memo, you can see a video and get a good feel for like, oh, this is what it's about. I'm going to be honest. When I started seeing people use mini chat, I opted into so many so things <laughs> because I just want to see it. it like yeah. it's fun as a, from a consumer. Like even like, knowing what's happening behind the scenes. Exactly. I just like love it. And I think it's so engaging. It's yeah. so fun. It's so fresh. Huh. Okay, cool. I'm going to head over to your DMs right after this. Uh, <laughs> yes. This is like, I just, I'm, I love that. I love automations because right. it mm-hmm. gives you freedom to really focus yes. on what you want to focus on. And right. exactly. a lot of automations can seem very bot-ish and very like cold and not your personality. Like y'all are super like fun and lively. So in the DMs, you don't want something that's just like, no. thank you so much for inquiring. And, <laughs> yeah. and that kind of bot, which is like you said, like maybe uh, the listener's initial thought of an Instagram bot, but, um, but yeah, no, that sounds so great. Cause like this last week was spring break and I had a lot of DMS that I just didn't get to right away because yep, I'm spending a lot more time with the family and got right. uh-huh. the kids home all week. And, uh, and even some, uh, uh, had our nephew for a few days too. So it was like four yeah. kids here. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. uh-huh. it, was, it was a lot, but it, we had a fun time. And, uh, but because of that, like I wasn't able to personally be there as much. And, uh, yeah, I love that idea of this is, uh, pretty much like a, a very virtual assistant that is there 24 seven to answer these questions. And I love the funnel idea because I've used like Instagram has where you can set up your, your frequently asked questions to where if someone's like, Hey, what's your pricing? And then it, it will send uh, that question Mm -hmm. back um, or an answer back to them, but there's no funnel. So it sends them that, mm-hmm. right. that answer. And then if they're like, oh, okay, what about for a destination wedding? And then it's just like, it's just going to sit here until I do something. But having a right. funnel yeah. to where it can send, uh, and I love the voice memos because I do that a ton on Instagram. Yes. Because uh, it's just, yes. it, it's endearing. It's it's much more connection exactly. whenever there's a voice memo. And even if it's automated, they don't know that. Um, and even okay. if they are like, this is probably automated. Uh, it's, it's still, still fun. Yeah, yeah, it's still like, oh, well, they put the time and effort into recording this for me, having an automation set up to where it sends me this valuable information even whenever they're busy. So, yeah, yeah I, exactly. I'm totally yeah. down for that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's super fun. I, like Cam was saying, I knew that 
once I figured out what was happening, 90% of the things I was opting in for, I knew it was a funnel, but it's really engaging. And like you were saying with the automated responses, Mm -hmm. it, you can program it to have, um, can't think what they're called like pre-selected yeah, options like a multiple choice multiple sorts. choice for mm-hmm. them to reply mm-hmm. like choose your own adventure yeah. choose your own adventure yeah and it, it is when you set it up on the back end it's kind of like choose your own adventure because yeah. it has all this flow, flow to chart. the funnel yeah. yes and so like you're saying about what about destination sessions or what about a destination wedding what would the pricing look like you can program that and then what i think is really powerful is you're teaching people how to communicate with you mm-hmm. and i think that's always so important you're teaching people how to talk about you you're teaching people how to communicate with you and in this you are literally giving them the options which not only has that power to it but it also makes it super easy and accessible for them mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like okay well they sent me this video do i have to send a video back no because look there's just these options i choose from tap done i continue go. the conversation uh-huh. and so when getting to know a potential client so often like let's say with the automated responses on instagram you send back whatever answer and that's like okay conversation is kind of done even if you are there actively it's like what else do we do here but this is facilitating getting to know you you getting to know them and it has this back and forth that doesn't feel transactional and it feels really transformational okay yeah i i love that because it is so different than the the bots that maybe we've interacted with in the past um Yep. And, and, yeah. and that is just like it's it's creating a great experience for your clients and potential clients instead of just like, oh, I'm not here. So let's put up this, you know, uh, this annoying bot that's always just like popping up and like, hey, do you need any help? And yeah. like, like that person <laughs> in like the department store exactly. that's always just like uh-huh. over your shoulder. Do you need any, what are you looking for? Yes. Do you need any help? Would you like me to try that on for you? I'm like, I'm yes. just, I'm just trying to look around, man. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. This is awesome. I just, those that y'all talked about is like, I can see how that is going to be a game changer uh, for so many businesses and give you more freedom to work on the things that you really want to work on and not, uh, all of the, uh, the kind of the mundane tasks of figuring out, you know, all the, the ideation and, you know, all that with Mm -hmm. how you're going to show up for your clients and, and all that, which, um, and y'all have a link for the listeners, correct? With all these different things. Okay. Yep. So like John was saying, this is just the tip of the iceberg and it feels like every day something new is coming out, a brand new app, a brand new site Uh or revisions. And um, we really want to encourage the listeners like these three that we talked about are fun. They're super engaging. If something resonated with you, check them out. If you want to see more, um, we have a link, CameronandTia.com slash WIT, W-I-T-T. And we have so many different programs on there that you can just check out. You know, wait till your curiosity hour and then get on there, click through them, explore them. Um, They all have some sort of free version where you Mm -hmm. can explore or like a free tier Mm. um, where you can really see if this is something that makes sense. And then again, some are free completely. And you can try a whole lot of different tools. We have some SEO tools. We have some image generation tools. We have obviously some editing tools, as I know a lot of photographers are hearing about. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can just get in there and really explore. Okay. That is, that's awesome. I am, you sent over that link and I was like, I'm going to go check out all of these things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, do it, do I, it. I encourage you as well, listener to, um, to go check that out. Cameron and slash wit. And, uh, and I'll have that in the show notes as well. Uh, so you can just scroll on down and click on that. Go, go, go do your, uh, your curiosity hour. Um, Get after it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Cam, Tia, this has been so great. Um, really great getting to chat with y'all again. We didn't even talk about how we met. Um, (laughs) but but yeah, we met at a conference, I don't know, like Uh six months ago now. And Uh that's crazy. That's already been half a year, but, um, but yeah, like immediately I was like, okay these are my people this they they y'all are fun and uh i'm just very uh very glad that we were able to have this conversation today and uh and all that but um before we wrap up before we go um i do want to talk about what we're loving this week so if there's anything that y'all are loving a movie tv show whatever um what are y'all loving this week yes yeah so i'll start mine 
whenever I think of things like this, it always revolves around TV and movies. Same. That's just like a big part of who I am and what I'm doing in my free time or while I'm editing or something like that. Um, so one, I just finished. We were on vacation for a while. Got back. Finally finished The Last of Us. Absolutely loved uh, it. So good. Um, then, yes. One other show. T and I are watching Shrinking. That was um, going to be mine. Oh, I'm so sorry. We well, <laughs> no, can take okay. over now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're watching Shrinking. Yeah. Um, I hadn't really heard a lot about it. It's on Apple TV. Um, it's Jason Segel. And just like a – I love the cast. I, yeah. I'm not a huge like, I know this actor. I know this actress person. I mean, I Harrison know. Ford is in it. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> should probably mention yeah. that. Um, but it's funny. It's engaging. Um, it's – Jason Segel is just – fire yeah like i think he's so funny and it's like kind of a quirky show it is on apple tv which leads me into um if anyone out there is not a ted lasso fan yet <laughs> ted lasso is on apple tv also so you might as well get it so you can watch both these shows yes. and ted lasso third season just started i was gonna say week. are you a ted lasso I'm fan i'm a ted lasso fan oh phew. yeah okay go, go, go. and i've been seeing like they've been doing so much tiktok marketing for season three uh-huh. and i'm just like oh yes. i need to set aside like we need <laughs> yeah. to start planning our evenings to where we watch ted lasso together and yeah. so you haven't seen the premiere yet i have not seen the premiere yet no oh yeah. man yeah it's great it's great yeah. if, if people are like waiting on ted lasso I, for example kim's sister uh-huh. we kept telling her watch ted lasso watch ted lasso and they just kept you know yeah. you get recommend recommendations and you're like right. uh, is this really yeah. for I don't me know. it's about soccer you know what a right yeah. right <laughs> everybody all the listeners stop right now watch ted lasso i think it is a show for everyone yes. it's heartwarming yeah. you will cry yeah. you will laugh you will get so attached to the characters oh, yeah it just 10 out of 10. Oh, Cam's yeah. sister watching and she's like, why didn't you tell me this was so good? And I was like, girl, I did. <laughs> yeah. And then they just flew through it, flew through two seasons in a couple of days. So yeah. there is your promo. It's, Watch it. Because it's like a it's, it's a 30 minute uh, comedy series. Yeah. So it's yeah. so, so easy. easy to binge where you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll just watch another one. And then, yeah, yep. 30 minutes goes by. And yeah, the storylines are great and it's very wholesome and fun. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, so good, like, like moral stories in there, too, yep. that I'm just yep. like, ah, OK, I wasn't expecting that from this kind of a show. And it's, yes. it's so great. 30 minutes, but you will cry and you will full out laugh yes. every episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Rebecca and uh, Keeley's relationship is yeah. just uh-huh. it's my favorite. They're so, fun. They're so good. Yes. Um, which I recently saw a movie with uh, the actress who plays Keeley. And she was, I think she was like 16, or at least she was playing a 16-year-old. Okay, uh, interesting. It's an older movie, came out like maybe 2012 or so. And oh. um, Jared Leto's the the lead. Uh, it's called Mr. Nobody, um, okay. which I believe is also on Apple TV. And it's on um, Prime Video, too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. It follows um, his whole life from like childhood to I think he's like 118 or something uh, at the end of the movie. And a bunch of flashbacks and stuff and just like follows like if he had made this choice, what would his life had looked yeah. like? Okay. And yeah. it was really good. And the the girl that played one of his high school girlfriends i was like she okay. looks so familiar who is she yes. and it was keely and she looks so different um wow. but no. yeah i can't imagine keely being in something else oh i know the actress that plays keely like she's gotta be keely yeah. like i don't know no, she does not look like keely like at all like, i was like oh wait that's her okay um yeah. Funny. but yeah mr nobody if you're interested in that um oh. but okay sweet i I love all of that. Um, I need to start the, uh, oh, what was the one they were just talking about? Not Ted Lasso, not The Last of Us. Shrinking. Shrinking. Yes. Yes. I've heard so many good things about Shrinking. I need, uh-huh. I need, to, yeah, it's I need good. to get started on that one. Um, so mine is also a show. So listeners, y'all are getting nice. all the show recommendations today. <laughs> yes. um, it is uh, uh, called His Dark Materials and yeah. is really great um uh, last time i talked to y'all i had just started the uh the third season i have since finished the third season and yeah it is a ride um but yeah it's a really fun fantastical journey based on a book series and uh yeah it's really uh really interesting world uh 
and uh, and some good storylines too. So yeah, I really like that one. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I forget. Have you? Had, yes. Okay. Had it, you yeah. seen it prior to John's wreck? Um, yeah. Well, I hadn't seen season three. I Got watched. It. Yeah. 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 I wasn't caught up, but yeah. You converted Cam to catching up. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, yeah. And that's on HBO Max. So yeah. nice. Uh, we got we got recommendations across all the platforms uh, for you. Uh, so yes. whatever you got. Everyone just sit around and watch TV now. Yes, <laughs> that is our life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool. Cameron, Tia, where can people find you? Where can they follow along, uh, see your photography as well as all your educational things? Yep. You can find us everywhere at Cameron and Tia. So it's Cam's name, C-A-M-E-R-O-N and A-N-D and then my name, Tia, T-I-A. Perfect. There you go. Love it. <laughs> period. Oh, period. Period. <laughs> dot com. Dot com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sweet. Well, cool. I will have uh, have links to everything in the show notes for everyone, so they can go connect with y'all on all the social platforms and uh, and yeah. Well, thank you so much. Love it for for thank being you, my guests today. This was so much fun, and I am. Uh, I am excited to go uh, one to go DM y'all chat and just <laughs> see that whole uh, AI yep. funnel. Uh-huh. But yeah, just checking out all of these other, the ones that y'all talked about as well as like y'all had so many on that, that list at yeah. uh, com slash wit where I'm just like, Oh, there's, this is going to be maybe a couple of curiosity hours, but uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, well again, thanks so much is uh, great to chat with y'all again. Yes. yes thanks thank John. You. Thank you for listening to another episode of the wisdom and the tangents podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at podcast.allheartphoto.com. This podcast was recorded in front of a live audience on YouTube and in the Wisdom in the Tangents podcast group on Facebook. Join us in either of those locations to join the conversation next time and ask questions during the live episode. You can follow the show on Instagram at wit.pod. Cameron and Tia are at Cameron and Tia on Instagram and TikTok. And you can find me on both Instagram and TikTok at allheartphoto. Until next week, I will see you in the AI-generated portrait in the style of Van Gogh using watercolors. Bye, y'all.